Hi, and welcome to Stress, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Being ambitious and successful while living a happy life is possible. Learn how you can better cope with stress in day-to-day -day situations by applying tools and techniques that work for you. My name is Julia Arndt, and I'm extremely grateful that you decided to check out my podcast today. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to Stressed, the podcast to develop your stress resilience. Thank you so much for checking out today's podcast episode, where I will talk about pausing, a tool for mindfulness, less stress and clarity, an interview with Rachel O'Mara. Rachel has become in a very short period of time a good friend of mine who is also a Googler, um, but at the same time, Rachel is a transformational leadership and executive coach who empowers professionals to learn and build emotional intelligence skills to thrive at work and beyond. Rachel is also the author of Pause, uh, the book that was named one of 2017's top business books for your career. And she was featured not only in the New York Times, but also on wallstreetjournal.com. And she lives in San Francisco with her husband and pauses as much as possible. So we are talking about a lot of really exciting things. But what you will learn in this podcast episode today is what a pause is, Rachel's experience of taking an unpaid three months leave from work. Um, she will share with us a couple of tips of how to reintegrate into work after a longer break. And um, she also shares with us some favorite ways to pause and a breathing technique for a quick pause for every day. And there's so much valuable content in this episode today that I would love to give you a little challenge. Once you have listened to this podcast episode, I would love you to come on to my Instagram account at Blue Mountain Mindfulness and post under today's podcast announcement what kind of quotes or what kind of things you have learned are and are taking away with you today. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. If you do, please leave a rating and a comment on the iTunes store as well after the after the episode. This is, would be super helpful for me. And yeah, I'm super excited to get started. So let's go. Hi, Rachel. How is it going? Julia, hello. It's going well. Thank you for having me on your show. And it's great yes. to be here. I'm so excited to have you today. Thanks so much for taking the time. I would like to start picking our listeners a little bit up on where you are right now, what you've been doing today, what time is it? Just tell us a little bit about what, what has been going on. So sure. Yeah. So it is the end of January 2019. And I am in full swing. I'm doing my account management role at Google. I'm also doing a lot of things outside of Google, including I'm heading to Thursday evening to Australia for Pause Fest. Oh, I'm very excited. I'll be speaking there on ways to avoid overwhelm and thrive at work. And, uh, and I just went skiing yesterday. I took a pause day. It was my first day on the slopes. Oh, very so nice. it was actually a real big struggle of really taking the plunge to say, yes, I want a day off. I'm going to log it as a personal day, a, a, a mental health day. And it was so much fun. It was beautiful. Oh. And, uh, and, and so I feel a little refreshed. I feel like I'm getting a lot of things done today and, yeah. you know, in, in the motion of, of 
of moving on and leaving on Thursday for a week of vacation. Yeah, I'm really glad you did that. I always feel like nature and then fresh air and movement is always the best combination to kind of get out of the head and just enjoy life again. Yeah, yeah. I think I was telling my friend, my colleague who I went with, an old rowing friend, we've known each other for 25 years. I said, I think this was a smart thing to do. And she agreed. We were both really busy and we're like, yep, nope, this was the right thing to do. <laughs> That's great. I'm glad you did that. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to jump into your book. Um, you, you wrote a book called Pause, um, where you're sharing your I experience did. about taking an unpaid three months leave from work to reflect on your priorities and next steps. So how was that for you, that pause? Um, take us a bit on your journey. What yeah. happened? What did you do? I will take you on the journey. Yeah. So I'll take you back a few years now where I was working at Google in a customer support manager role. I had a team of people and I'd been at Google a few years already and I'd, I'd switched into the role about six months prior. And for some reason, I felt like things just weren't going my way. I continued to get feedback that I wasn't up to expectations and I didn't have things like executive presence and I couldn't, I couldn't make a decision and stick to it. I was having trouble delivering constructive feedback. I felt like the list kept going on and on. Mm -hmm. My manager, who really did support me, felt like she was a broken record. And so it was this cycle, and, and I didn't know what to do. I felt like I was stuck. I felt miserable. I felt like a failure. I don't know if any of this sounds relevant to anyone listening. I feel like we've all been there and know someone. Okay. And I knew there was something inside of me that knew if I quit my role, without really thinking much about it and just join something else outside of Google or inside, it really didn't matter. I just had this innate feeling that the same thing would happen again in some other way. Mm -hmm. and, uh, whoop, that was my ringer here. Let me turn this off. Um, so I decided to, instead of quitting, take a three-month unpaid break. And that's, at the time, what Google's leave of absence program was, and it actually I think still is now, mm -hmm. where uh, if you get approval, you can you can take up to three months unpaid leave. And actually only 14% of global companies allow anyone paid or unpaid leave. And 4% of companies allow paid leave across wow. the globe. It's a crazy statistic from uh, the Human Resources Association. So just to give you an idea, it's just not the norm, right? And we yeah. probably, we've all heard that, like, oh, that must be amazing. I don't even have that as a luxury. And it is a luxury. Mm -hmm. uh, so I took advantage of it, and I'm really grateful that Google had that as an option because I, what ended up happening was during those three months, I actually chose not to fill my schedule. Mm -hmm. I knew I needed to really look at my life at myself and say, what do I really want? Because whatever track I'm on is clearly not working. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I, I don't know what else to do, but I just need to assess. So I stayed in San Francisco, which is where I am. And I rented a friend's home for the month of August. So I had a cabin up in where, where you are in, in mm -hmm. upper uh, in North Lake Tahoe. Okay. And I took a couple mini trips, but really didn't do a lot on purpose intentionally. And I looked at my strengths. I, I realized the things that I was good at and I asked friends about it. What do you think I'm good at? Because I felt like my confidence had been eroded a little bit and I just wasn't really secure in myself to know what I thought was what I was good at. So this was a great third party type of objective set, uh, way to see that I was good at things like relationships and networking and communicating and explaining technology and all of those things helped me think about, well, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm not a failure. Okay. Maybe I'm just not in the, maybe I'm not in the right role for me. Yeah. Maybe I just happened to hit a, a, a patch 
And if I align with what really I like to do and my values, I knew, I knew Google, I agreed with the values, so I, I wanted to stay, but I, I just didn't know what had gotten the train off the, the, the rails, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I looked into, I, I decided to come back because that actually wasn't something I knew I would do for sure. Came back after three months yeah. with a new outlook where I felt more present. I actually just felt more connected to myself in this way that I hadn't ever experienced before where I would make eye contact with someone in the hallway or in a conversation. And I actually felt like I was listening to someone and they were listening to me and I felt like I was making an impact for them. Whereas before it was a lot of just like, got to do this, go to run to the next thing, check off the box, got to go do this. So it was like a doing, 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 but not really like checking in to know how was I (laughs) Uh and, and, uh, and what I was feeling. And I think that was, what blindsided me in retrospect. And uh, anyway, I did end up finding a role. I looked at only opportunities that aligned with my strengths, which is also research out there that when you align with your strengths in a role, job, career, then Mm -hmm. your chances of being more satisfied and having a better experience are higher. Mm -hmm. And that makes sense, right? Like we do what we're good at, we're going to be happier. So I knew and realized the old role I'd been in was really operational focused and metrics driven. And I just thought, okay, well maybe that's not where I should be. And so it wasn't a reflection in the end of everything. I, I realized it wasn't me failing. It was my alignment and my lack of awareness of myself. And so that was this new way of being that I chose to be at the, after my break. And I realized I'd learned so much on this three month unpaid break where I chose not to do anything, which was super not uh, the norm for me. I'm like a, 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 I would call myself a recovering achiever where (laughs) like many of us, we, we have our great list of accomplishments. Many of us have accolades and awards. And I know I did, I was a champion Mm -hmm. rower, five-time national champion. I got an MBA. I lived in New York. I mean, all this cool stuff. It didn't matter because I wasn't present and I didn't. And what I mean by that is I just wasn't aware of myself and how I felt. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so that was my choice to choose to see things differently, face my fears of thinking about like who I really was Mm -hmm. and live differently. And so I, I learned so much that I wrote the book pause based on all of the things that I've learned since then, based mm-hmm. on my studies in emotional and social intelligence at the right foundation for the realization of human potential. They're based out of Chicago. Okay. Uh, and so that's kind of what the book is all about. It's all the things, if I wish I'd known in the past, um, <laughs> how, to, how, to, how to recognize how I feel, how to express yeah. and communicate, how to be more self-aware, then I think I wouldn't have been in that predicament to begin with. And uh, that's the story of pause. Wow, what a journey. And you know, it's, it's funny how sometimes the tough times bring us to these really beautiful places and, mm-hmm. you know, make us write a book or like come back to a so much more powerful position. Um, you were saying that, you know, you didn't plan a lot in these three months and you just like went almost with the flow. But m- maybe what were the biggest learnings or what were the tools that you started to integrate more in order to get to this more mindful, aware state? Yeah. And, and I actually, uh, to, to comment on what you just said, like I didn't put much thought into it. I actually put immense, immense discipline and thought into not doing things because I feel like, like me, maybe others out there who are listening, we, I feel programmed to do, like, I feel like if I don't have a checklist or my to-do list for the day, I am lost. Mm -hmm. For me, it was even like when I was home for the first few weeks, I felt 
guilty not to do anything, you know, because we were so programmed to always do, 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 do that the first like two or three weeks I was like, mm -hmm. like my friends would invite me to go, you know, out on a Tuesday during the day. And I'm like, I can't go, <laughs> even though I didn't have anything to do. I was like, you know, I felt so inclined to being used to like being in front of my computer. And I was still doing that the first week or two, you know, like it, it took me a while to actually relax and unwind. And then I actually also went um, into the mountains for a week and went on a hiking trip and tried to completely disconnect to find back nice. into a, just a, a, norm, a more normal rhythm, I That's guess. Excellent. I love that. And, and, uh, yeah, so I think our culture, at least the Western world, we are uh, incentivized and rewarded for being productive and for having your to-do list and for accomplishing things and achieving mm -hmm. things. So to actually say I'm not doing that, I'm actually just going to have a cabin in the woods or go on a hike for a week, mm -hmm. is it takes incredible uh, courage and also the choice. So this existential version of who are you? Like, what do you want really comes into play. And, and, um, that was the first step. So even before I got to the tools, it was the choice of, mm -hmm. of wanting something different and, and, and choosing to step into it because our society and our culture in general, not everywhere, but in general says you're a slacker. What are you doing? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I call this the pause paradox. Actually, it's mm -hmm. when we think we're looking like a slacker or we choose uh, to take a break or a pause, which I call an intentional shift in behavior. And, mm -hmm. and people, and we think we're regarded as lazy. We think we're lazy. There's shame in it. There's guilt. <clears throat> and the reality is for long-term sustainability, we re it requires us to take pauses, but it's a new paradigm. It's a new way of thinking. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think pause is all about. And the movement I'm starting, what you're doing is mm -hmm. all about helping people recognize that there are other choices, but it takes courage and it takes intention because otherwise you're going to get swept up in the stream of conformity and not next thing you know, you're going to be blinking and wondering why you feel exhausted day in and day out. Mm -hmm. um, so the tools that I use, so the tools that I've learned, I think the biggest one, I mentioned, I came back and I felt like I was just a whole different person. And I should mention the last week of my pause, I did choose to go to Burning Man. If anyone's oh. familiar with Burning Man, it's the largest self uh, mobilized uh, ra like radical generosity event. It's a nonprofit event with 70,000 people who gather from the world to have a radical week of radical self-reliance week, which means uh, you're basically like out there discovering who you are <laughs> mm -hmm. because there's no electricity. There's no Wi-Fi. You're out there being you or maybe not being you and wondering why you're not you, you know, those kinds of things and all kinds of other stuff as well. Lots of art and music, beautiful stuff. So I just felt like I had this whole other exposure to being that I'd never experienced in my life. Like, wow, I could be a, be a uh, welder and make 12-story iron statues <laughs> and feel really awesome about myself. Yeah. Maybe, maybe there's more to my life than my 9 to 6 p.m. <laughs> job where I've worked for my life Mm -hmm. and think that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So mm -hmm. like that was the first key was kind of like stepping into these questions of my inquiry of who I am becoming, yeah. who I wanted to become because it clearly wasn't the path mm -hmm. I was working on. And so when I came back, uh, which was the following week after Burning Man, after Labor Day to Google, I just felt like I was more in my body, honestly. It was just okay. uh, feeling my feet on the ground and breathing. I had started just a glimpse of what meditation was. I'd stayed at a mm -hmm. meditation camp, and mm -hmm. a friend of mine uh, had recommended a book to me called 
How to Meditate in a New York Minute by Mark Thornton. And I still recommend it today. It's an okay. awesome book for anyone looking to just tune into how you can start meditating. It literally takes mm, a minute. Awesome. Really cool. I, with, with 19 I will techniques. put that in the show notes. You need to send me. Yeah, I will. I will send you the link so okay. you can all see it. It's also an audio book. Cool. And, uh, and so <laughs> uh, over, over that Plus what I started studying the following year when I hosted speakers at Google, that was the other thing I started doing was volunteering for stuff that made me happy at Google. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter what my job was, but I started hosting speakers for the Talks at Google channel. <clears throat> so one of them was, ended up being my mentor, Judith Wright, invited me to the weekend training in Chicago where I learned f- about naming feelings and, mm-hmm. and why it's so important to name the, one of the five primary feelings, which actually gets you out of any type of thinking brain to your body. And that's uh, like name it to tame it is Dr. Dan Siegel's work as well. Dr. Judith Wright and Bob, they, Bob Wright have their own teachings of the five primary feelings. Um, And do you know what the five primary feelings are, Julia? No, I'm super intrigued. (laughs) This is the first time I hear about this actually. Yeah. So I talk about this and pause the book, but uh, this is the work of Judith and Bob Wright who really have been the pioneers um, thinking that these five primary feelings, if we can just tune into these five, it makes it really simple to choose which one we might feel closest to or recognize. And so the first one is joy. And there's not in any particular order, but joy, fear, sadness, anger. And then the fifth one, which isn't always something we would think of is hurt. Okay. There's there's different schools of thought about different feelings of the fifth one, but those are the five I work with, fear, hurt, joy, sadness, anger. So you can just even, if you're feeling a little rattled or uh, tired, you know, these are, these are states of being, but if you name one of those feelings, it can actually get you in your body. And we haven't talked about drama, but a lot of times we're in a victim mode, which I was when I was burned out, by the way. And uh, it helps you shift to your own personal responsibility of feeling and knowing that's how you feel and that's okay mm-hmm. and, and affirming yourself. So yeah, yeah, those are, those are great tools. Wow. And, I yeah. Yeah. I think that that's where I would start. That's okay. a great start. Thank you so much for sharing that. And a lot of questions that I actually get coming back to work after a three months break is how do you get back into, into work after such a long time? And how did you do that? I know mm-hmm. that you have, a chapter in your book about that as well specifically, but maybe you can share some tools. Yeah. Well, this is a big deal, right? I mean, all of a sudden we are thrown from our routine and we are creating something new in our lives, like the three months and new different ways of structure and being. And then you come back and you're like, how do I explain this to anybody who's even going (laughs) to know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I have a whole chapter in the book called the the post-pause re-entry. And it's talking about your communication plan. And the idea is to really just be authentic mm-hmm. from your heart, really saying what's, 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 what's true for you. But also being vulnerable is a big part of it as well. Mm-hmm. So what I, what I experienced was for anyone who's taken any type of pause, and an extended pause would be this case. My case was, was three months. But I would, ex- I, would, I would say there's many types of ways to pause. And If you do anything over three weeks, that's pretty much an extended pause, but a forced pause, like a layoff, that that applies too. Mm -hmm. And so getting back into things, uh, you need a transition time, right? And I talk about this kind of like the analogy of an astronaut coming back from space. You know, you go through the Earth's atmosphere and there's G-forces and you're thrown around and then all of a sudden you're like at gravity and next thing you know, your body's like slammed up against the wall and you got to like 
re reintegrate towards mm -hmm. the, the the Earth's atmosphere in the Earth's, Earth's atmosphere. So that's the same thing with a pause, where people come back from maybe that long break. But I would even just say, like, let's say a long weekend. You know, you got a three day weekend, mm -hmm. and you throw yourself back in on Monday. And this happened to me in the holidays, just recently, right? We had like a couple weeks off for uh, New Year's and, and the and the holidays, and uh, and it's hard because we don't allow ourselves, we do not give ourselves in general permission to do things either slower or gradually. Mm -hmm. And that is an issue. So that's the first thing is just allow a transition time. So maybe you build in a day where you're like, okay, I'm going to allow myself the permission to think about work now and like maybe make a plan, like the three things of priorities I want to get done. Mm -hmm. That might be one example. Who knows? That may not be mm -hmm. it at all. Yeah. Uh, and then the second thing would be your communication plan and, and just speaking authentically where you just, you share your story. So in my case, I would say I, well, you know, actually what happened to me was I ended up taking this pause, this break because I wasn't sure this was the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. And all the, all of the, the, signs I got were telling me maybe I should look at something else. And I have no idea what that's going to be. Actually, mm -hmm. I'm, when I go back to Google, I'm going to start looking for a new role. Mm -hmm. But I know I want to do I, something in sales, which mm -hmm. was my strengths that I looked at was like relationships. So it was just being clear with, with what I wanted. And yeah. if I didn't know what I wanted, being clear with that and just saying and, and claiming it and saying, I'm not sure where I'm going next. And if you have any suggestions for who to talk to, I would love to hear that. Maybe we can schedule a lunch next week. Mm -hmm. So it was like networking and, and just being really intentional. I had a, um, a mantra when I came back where every day I said, from challenge comes opportunity. Awesome. Because I knew I'd have to go find a job. Yeah, I was like, "Crap, how am I? How am I going to find a job?" <laughs> like, again, you under a lot of pressure. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I was, I didn't, and I knew it. Like that was my really strong feeling of like, I don't want to get in that predicament again. Of but course. I so, so you know, that was like, you know, I kept a spreadsheet, and I have links to this in the book mm -hmm. for getting back on your feet, starting a job again. Mm -hmm. But it's just to me, it really starts with your intention mm -hmm. and being clear about what you want. And you may not know what you want, so the intention would be. I don't know what I want yet. Yeah. And I, and I'm yeah, okay with that. Definitely. It's not shame, built, uh, blame or justification or self beat up or anything like that. It's really important to just stay clear of those things. Yeah. And I think I sometimes, or I strongly believe as well, and we talked about this the first time we met as well, that you become a different person in three months. It's such yeah. a strong shift <laughs> that you cannot go just back and be normal or like be just will, back yeah. into that structure. You, there's, most probably coming like a change out of that. And one of the things that I find super powerful and interesting is that a lot of people have a difficulty to reintegrate after a break, you know, or after a pause into like, no matter how long it is, even if it's just like a holiday or you're going on vacation. And a lot of things that people say why that leads to that is because we're having certain rituals and routines during the week when we are at work. And then when we come, when we go on vacation, we just drop everything. We don't go work out. We don't eat really healthy because we're like, oh, I'm on vacation and I'm just going to eat whatever I want for two weeks. Um, and we pro sometimes yeah. some people just travel a lot as well and have like a lot of adventures, which is great. But maybe they also need to actually, they would need a little bit more relaxing time rather than a super stress stressful vacation time because that can also be you know difficult not difficult but you know that can leave us even more tired <laughs> in a different kind of way so when they come back or when we then come back into work then it's really hard to find that routine and that's why that because everything is kind of out 
you know, in a mix. So that's why it's actually good to keep some of the routines, even if when you're going on vacation. So mm, to absolutely. still do like your gym schedule or to, you know, yeah. try, try eat healthy and maybe just have that one or the other cheat meal <laughs> from time to time. Yeah, I a hundred percent. And I agree. I think one of the things people slip up on our boundaries and, and structure. So as creatures of habit, because we all are, if we don't create a structure for ourselves, whether that means boundaries of getting out of bed by 10 a.m., even like, like, like that's late, right? Yeah. Making your bed, let's just say making your bed by 10 a.m., mm -hmm. leaving the house by 10.30, spending 30-minute time chunks only on uh, online things. Mm -hmm. Those are boundaries that are pretty good that you could set up for yourself anywhere, on holiday, at work, and the weekends. And that's what I suggest to start with is uh, we can't like to really succeed in, a, in like a really in, like a impactful pause. It's great and helpful to set up structure. So yeah. that's because we have thrived in the structure or maybe struggled in the structure, but our, our systems crave structure because that's what we've oriented to for 10 mm -hmm. years in our career or 20 years in our career or anything. Mm -hmm. And so with, you're actually giving yourself a disservice if you aren't if you go without any structure for a long period of time, I think it's great for like a couple of days, but yeah, if, if you, even if you had a week off, like going and, and, and saying like, what are the three rules I want to create the three boundaries? Uh, my guess is that will really pay off for you because it will create a structure that helps you get your mind around your time, what you want to do, mm -hmm. how you spend it wisely, because we all know we get into those, I'll call them like wormholes where we mm -hmm. look at the clock and the next thing you know, it's an hour gone by because I was browsing uh, bad news or <laughs> just stuff yeah. that I wasn't oh, that sure. interested in, but got sucked yeah. into it. Mm -hmm. And that's why intention I think is, is like, if you think of anything from this, from this talk that you and I are having, the one takeaway I would say is uh, intention changes the course of anything. It could be your day, your moment and a whole pause or like your, your break or anything like that. It's about what do you want to get out of it? Yes, I so agree with you. And, you know, one of the conversations I have a lot with, with coworkers and with people that feel stressed is, is that they don't, they just don't take breaks on a regular basis, like mindful breaks. And I know that you are obviously very mindful of that now. So what is your favorite mm -hmm. way to pause? And do you have like a small way to pause, like even mm -hmm. on a daily basis that you would recommend to others, but also that you just enjoy doing for yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. I think, uh, I think having a pause mindset is, is what I, what comes to mind for me. So it's not about the physical pause and even leaving your surroundings or your environment. You can literally pause by taking a breath. So I have a whole bunch of daily pauses mm -hmm. and the idea is you can have and create these moment by moment for you throughout your day or your week or extended period of time. But being in the habit, again, intention and structure to, to add these in will allow you a chance to just tune in with yourself and, and ask yourself, what's my primary emotion right now? Fear, hurt, joy, sadness, anger. Mm -hmm. Just notice like, wow, I feel really tense in my shoulders. You know, like these little tiny moments. Uh, my coach, Bob Wright says, life happens moment by moment. And he's completely accurate in that because yeah. if we just pass through that and just disregard it and say, well, I got this to-do list to do, you know, th those little micro moments will all add up. And pretty soon you're just going to say one day, like, that's it. I can't do it anymore. And it's because you've denied those particular moments. So it's not necessarily like it shows up all of a sudden. It's like, this has been building over time. It's a matter of you looking at what is it that you can change as soon as you recognize it and awareness and those feelings are cues. Mm -hmm. So a daily pause I love to do, which is one we can do together right now if you're up for it, yeah. 
is the belly breath pause. And everyone can do this. If you're even driving right now, listening to this, you could do this where uh, you could place one hand on your diaphragm. Okay. And, uh, or, or on your heart. I like the diaphragm, but just go ahead and take a deep abdomen breath, like pushing your diaphragm out against your hand. Inhaling through your mouth and exhaling through your nose. Take one more. You can close your eyes if you're able. Inhale. Filling up your lungs, maybe sitting up straighter, feet on the floor, exhaling and opening your eyes if they were closed and taking your hand off your belly. Mm -hmm. That's a belly breath pause. Very nice. I love that. Thanks for taking us through that. Do you feel any different? Yes, I always, I always, you know, I love yoga. So I'm always being very mindful of breathing and, you know, like it's so funny being back at work and you see people literally running around on the floors and running from one meeting to another. And I try to be mindful even in those like two minutes when I'm walking from one meeting room yeah. to the other and be like, okay, I'm just going to walk slowly and not look at my phone while I'm doing this and take a Mm, yeah. And that's the discipline again. That's actually a courageous move. It takes, you know, like saying, I'm okay. I'm okay with the fear of not looking at this inbox right now, my, mm -hmm. my to-do list or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I notice I'm actually calmer as well. And the way you can do that, you mentioned running around. I, so I'm guilty of that. I think here's Maybe. the thing, like, Everybody. you know, I wrote a book on pause and I was struggling <laughs> to take a day off to ski this week and yeah. I basically got called out by a friend who was like, why are you not owning this and I'm like I don't know that's you're right like what am I doing yeah it's kind of like a, a step out of that but uh even like in an elevator if you've got an elevator in your building or an escalator or you're walking up the stairs you know you're probably going to be in physical injury if you <laughs> look at a phone or something like that so just take the moment to breathe yeah, yeah. have that belly breath pause or notice the, the the senses around you colors textures sights sounds and gets you out of yet of that thinking and processing brain into more of your sensory perception which is more of the experiential and being in the present time yeah it's so fun i love that you say that that we are becoming these role models for people because we're like talking about pause and we're talking about stress management <laughs> and i say to people all the time like i'm not perfect i like feel stressed and anxious all the time and need to you know collect myself and be like okay like i know have the tools now but you know integrating them it's not it's not a it's not something that happens overnight and not from a month to the other, it's really practicing and being disciplined with yourself. Too. Yeah, exactly. I love that. It's practice, it's intention. And then yeah. also like, like being kind to yourself, you know, yeah. I'm not going to beat myself up and be like, there I go again, you dumb idiot. Like, that kind of <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, none of us are perfect. We are all human and humans are prone to all of our faults in our reptile brain and our, mm -hmm. you know, thinking brain that maybe don't serve us in the best way, just like negativity bias, right? Like thinking things are bad when there may not even be, and we're just wired that way. Yeah. So I think it's And really I know that when we met that. the first time, I asked you, what, what are you doing right now to pause? And you said, I'm actually taking a pause from my pause. And I really love that as well. Do you want to just mm. what? Like what that entailed? <laughs> yeah, you were the first person to, to ask me that. And then I was the first answer and I hadn't really explained it before. Because mm -hmm. what, I, what I did, so, uh, so it's January and I mentioned after the holidays, I just felt like, oh gosh, like sluggish, wanted to just stay in the holidays. I didn't want to come back into work. I wasn't ready. And then it like snapped out of that in a couple of days. But I thought, you know, I just don't feel like 
meditating right now. I don't feel like um, putting out my blog as much as I want or as I, as I historically have. So um, the pause from the pause was me just saying like, I'm out of my, I just want a different routine. I want to change it up. And so that's, so I, and I, and actually have, I thought of that a few times because I haven't actually done any sitting meditation. I usually try to do like even a couple minutes or I use Headspace, the, the app for mindfulness. Uh, and I, and I've been mindful, but not really as disciplined as I, as I have in the past. And so that's what my pause is for my pause. And, I'll, and, and so what's been fun is, and this is why I think it's so important to like change things up so much. And, and like, that's a pause in my, in my opinion, an intentional shift in behavior. Yeah. So an engaging conversation or a risk that you would take that maybe you haven't taken before, um, out of your comfort zone stuff, that's all a pause to me. So if I uh, chose to not have any pauses in January that were typical, I'm, I'm actually going back into novelty, like doing something different and new. And then when I go back to February first hits, I'm going to know my discipline can return and I'm going to sit, I'm going to do a meditation. I'm actually going to be excited because I'm like, wow, I haven't done this in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, um, and that's why we can't, like, we have to be open to new things in that, in that growth mindset that Carol Dweck talks about in her book, Mindset. Um, and take that on as our own challenge of like, yeah. we can do things differently. It just takes effort and being conscious because a lot of times we're not. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And also that, that flexibility and the being okay with some, like trying something out and not working out for you and being like, this is not what I, I'm not going to sit and meditate because I feel like people always think, oh my God, I have to meditate now. And I've been feeling yeah. like that for a long time. And I'm also not a huge meditator. I, you know, I'm doing it shavasana maybe in the last pose in yoga to get maybe into that or i do it a lot before i go to bed and try to do a breathing technique it's not the traditional meditation but we can all find our ways yeah. to integrate that in some way yeah and i and well this is another part of pause the book i talk about uh and i wrote i wrote it down as mindfulness 2.0 mm-hmm. and this is what i've been taught at the right foundation I recently uh, met up with Dr. Ellen Langer, who's a thought leader in mindfulness, but from the we- from the Western world. So Eastern world is meditation, uh, like Zen Buddhism, like a lot, all of the traditional things we think of when we think of attention training. But there is this whole world that I am a big advocate of, as my mentors are, of mindfulness is moment by moment living fully alive as possible, period. Yeah. And if you're sitting on a meditation cushion, counting your breath and you feel really alive, that's great. But if you're blissed out and, and absent from your body and feeling, maybe that's not as mindful as you can be. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's serving you in some other way. But in my opinion, what I, what I really think is pausing is being mindfulness in the here and now, moment by moment of your life to notice how you feel and expressing that, honoring your, yourself as you feel and affirming that you are fully engaged as a human being in, in whatever you want. Yeah. And, uh, and and that's what I think people don't know or really recognize. And so that's one of the things that I want to help bring out to others through this world of pause is to know that you don't have to meditate. You can. And it, there's studies that say it's, it's important. And um, Daniel Goleman and Richie Davidson have done a lot of work in this in their book, Altered Traits. And it's great, but there's so much else. So if you don't think that's for you, it's okay. It doesn't have to be. Definitely. Great. So I always ask a couple of questions at the end of each interview to my guests. So the first one is, what are you most grateful for today? Yeah, I am grateful for, uh, I think today is just my take, my day, my day off that I took yesterday and how, how much it's propelled me into being focused today. Yeah. 
Great. So I want to thank my friend Jessica who went with me. <laughs> thank you, Jessica. <laughs> and and um and like just just sticking with our plans and like yeah like let's go we've got a window here and it's not going to be here on Wednesday and if we don't go today we're not going to do it yeah, yeah that's awesome I love that um next question is your three most important wisdoms that you would pass on to the rest of the listeners mm, yes that's a great one first one would be it's okay to pause mm -hmm. back to the back to basics it's okay to pause and and don't 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 avoid it. Uh, the second one would be that uh, the, the five primary feelings like fear, hurt, joy, sadness, anger. It's like a, it's like a, the, one of the most powerful tools that I've, I've learned in my field of studying emotional intelligence. So naming those once a day, three times a day is important. And then the third one I would say is be curious. I mean, it's so overstated and simple, but yeah. that like be curious, be in the inquiry of what could be different. And from there, you might discover whole new worlds and allow yourself and give yourself permission to do things differently. That would make a huge difference in your life. I love that. That's great. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, you've already mentioned a ton of different books um, during throughout the podcast today, but is there one book that you are like, that was like the, the hugest shift in your behavior or thinking what what inspired you the most yeah i have so many books that i just always have uh, <laughs> as as, as um, different things uh, well the one that's coming to mind is big magic by liz uh, mm. gilbert and yes, so that came out a couple of years ago but it's really stuck with me and, and it continues to creep up in conversations but big magic i'm not gonna say anything else just go read it Okay. I love it too. Elizabeth I, that's my Gilbert. absolute favorite book. Yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert, Big Magic. All right. So what are your next plans besides traveling to Australia to the Pause Fest? <laughs> Going to the best name conference ever, Pause yeah. Fest for creators and innovators. I'm really that's excited. So great. I'm honored to be speaking there. Uh, yeah. Well, I have a course. So I've, I've been been building out pause as a way to be and learn through coaching. So I've, I've become a coach. I've been studying emotional intelligence for about seven years now. And uh, my next steps are to, are to launch the next version of my course, which will start in 2019 in the spring. Okay. And it's called, it's called Thrive, Lead and Succeed. And it's how to turn overwhelm into thriving at work to be more productive and have a more satisfaction every day. And so we're going to learn a lot of these tools. I mean, we just scratched the surface today, but deep dives into how to make these long-term assets for you so that you can live the most incredible life that you can want on earth, right? So that's the that's what I'm doing. So if anyone is interested in that, uh, I would love to share more. And you can sign up for a 30-minute I'm actually offering five slots for uh, 30 minute pause breakthrough sessions with me. So we'll put the link up there, but basically yeah. you can book 30 minutes with me and we can just go into it a little bit with you so I can learn more about what you're wanting and help you suggest things and see if it's a fit for potentially something like this course okay. or if not. That's okay too. Just helping you out. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That sounds so interesting. Um, I will definitely put the link up on the show notes and how can people follow your journey in general or reach out to you if they have more questions? Yeah. Yeah. And the course will start probably in May with a retreat okay. in April, by the way, of 2019. Wow. And so my website is rachelomera.com. It's my name and uh, <laughs> you can go there for anything, including my podcast. So I have the pause cast, which is my, my 
my podcast that I have about mm-hmm. emotional intelligence and transformation. Uh, and then I have emails that go out. You can sign up for a guidebook on the three keys to turn overwhelm into thriving. And that's on the, the homepage of my site. Yeah, great. And of course, your book itself. The, the And then, yeah, pause. Harnessing the life-changing power of giving yourself a break is available on Amazon. It's also an audiobook. Mm-hmm. and a great way to learn more about the tools. There's a lot of research-based information in there mm-hmm. based on what I've studied in grad school for my um, coaching certification. Mm-hmm. So I invite you to look into it and see if there's one or two things you can pick up. And it's about what works for you, like we talked about. Yeah. So maybe there's one or two key things that you can take away and start using, whether it's a daily pause or your communication plan or the job search template Or I also offer about 12 people's stories of how they paused in different ways and came back in a new way that I thought was really inspirational. So maybe it's just for inspiration too. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Rachel. It was such a pleasure to have you in the podcast today and I'm excited to uh, record yours as well and yes. stay in touch for sure. Same here. I look forward to that, Julia. Thank you so much for having Thank me. You. Thank Thanks. you. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be extremely happy and grateful if you could leave me a comment and a 5-star rating. If you know someone who would benefit from the information I talked about today, please feel free to share it with them, no matter if it is your friends, your colleagues and or your family members. You will always find all links and a summary of the podcast in the show notes. It would be great if we could connect on Instagram or via email. You can find all details of how to find me in the show notes as well. And that way, you can also send me any questions that you might have. I'm glad you're listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for your trust. With gratitude, Julia.